0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: So one thing I'm excited about, Cordell, um, is the Ravens 30 for 30. Now, I don't know how old you were. When, when when the Ravens played um in their first Super what Bowl was in two thousand, I,
2: I, I think I was twelve.
1: <laughs> so you were you were essentially a baby as far as I'm concerned. I, I I mean I
2: guess I'm a preteen. I, I was a preteen. <laughs>
1: you were an adolescent. Let's <laughs> use that word. You were an adolescent. Um, but uh, I was a grown up. So I'm telling my age there. Uh, um, and so this was such a big time um, in Baltimore. It was a huge time. You know, they were only in their fourth season after um, coming from Cleveland um, and and making the impact. And so we know that the ESPN 30 for 30, um, the the Ravens 2000 season will be premiering on Sunday. And I'm really excited about it. Um, I had an opportunity to go to the event at the um, uh, the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, where they had everybody on the stage talking about it, mm-hmm. and, you know, they did the the. You're the, everywhere. I mean, mar- <laughs> we, we know you miss exclusion. <laughs> and and it was it, and obviously it means more now because um, uh, Tony Saragusa died literally the next My. month after that happened, um, but it was such a great um show that they had. Um they had, you know, guys up there. Of course they had Coach Billick. Um of course Saragusa, Ray Lewis. Um they had so many different guys up there with so many the Jamal Lewis. Um, Rob Woodson they had all those Trent Dilfer which was very interesting because a lot of people in this town know that um, Trent Dilfer and Brian Billick didn't have the best relationship mm-hmm. after that Super Bowl year because the following season they they picked up Elvis Gerback from Kansas City which left a really sour taste in Trent Dilfer's mouth um, but ultimately I guess that they've you know brought they they gave their differences and they found a way to to get past that and they were there together so it was a really um good show to watch them reflect on what happened and see how all uh, how all that unfolded you know years later so when you think about the 2000 ravens I'm, i know you were 12 but i have to assume mm-hmm. that you were into football and you knew was very much on. so what what is it that you remember about that team.
2: I just remember that team being so physical. I mean, it was insane how how physical the Ravens were at that time. Just you know, like you said they were one of the newer teams in the NFL. Um so you you I was watching a lot of players that I either a had never heard of before or b thought their career was over. Um it was kind of that it was it wasn't much wiggle room um you were either a young guy or you were a veteran kind of on your last act and so one of the things that really sticks out to me from that 2000 year is that i think five game stretch where the ravens went without scoring a touchdown and uh it it, they i think they only won they ended up winning two of those three games i believe uh that they didn't score touchdown two of those five games i should say um, and I just remember it because they came and had to face my, you know, my Washington Redskins at the time. And uh the Ravens were still a very good team. I think they were five and one coming into that game. But like I said, offensively, they weren't doing a whole lot, but they came in, they ended up losing to us 14 to 6 yes. that day. But you saw just how good that defense was. And it was it wasn't something that was thought of in the NFL to where you could be competitive in games as long as they were without scoring a touchdown. Um, so uh, that that was always one of the things that stuck out to me is just that was during the time where defense truly could win you a championship. I mean, yeah. ultimately, you could make – it, it won this team a championship, albeit Jamal Lewis was a complete stud uh, that year. But the defensive side of the ball dominated. And you don't really have a lot of that in today's game. I really – think one of the big things that stands out to me is comparing today's game to the to the game to the way the game used to be in 2000. And so I used to always say when people would call into my show and talk to, down the stretch of this season about how the Ravens won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer and and all of that stuff and I'm like I hear you but it's not the same. The, number one, this is not the 2000 defense. This is a really good defense, but it's right. not the 2000 defense. You don't have a 2000 yard rusher uh, on your roster either. Um, and the the way that the game is played nowadays in the NFL, I don't know if Trent Dilfer wins a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? You look at the you look at the playoffs, and you look at the teams that really sustain in the playoffs. They have elite quarterback play. I just don't know if that style of play would be able to work today, the defense obviously would translate, but I don't know if they could be as physical as they were back then because you can't touch receivers anymore. Right. You can't really hit anybody until they know that you're coming. Um, so that would have, that would have knocked Ray Lewis out of the game right there. Uh, but you know, and and you can't plop on the quarterback. So there no. goes Saragusa. He's yep. gone. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I just don't know if, I would love to see how that team would find a way to win in today's game. It, I think it would be very difficult, but uh, they're just the way that they played defensively. That's one of the things that got me into football. Barry Sanders, I always say, taught me how to play football. He he really like attracted me to the game because he was just, I mean, he was a walking highlight. Um, but. Deep, the aggression of football, the physicality of football is really, I think what made me fall in love with it. And I didn't really get that until I started playing and actually getting hit and hitting other people. <laughs> you, it's a hate love relationship with that, but you, you, you either like it or you don't, you find out quick who who likes that type of physicality. So if you're a person like me that really like to see some of those hard hits, some of those, you know, physical types of games and that Ravens defense, They embodied that. And, um, you know, it was a lot of trials and tribulations, I think, throughout any season for any team that makes it to the Super Bowl. It's never easy, never easy. Every team, I think, has their own unique story. Um, But that that Ravens team from that year was, I think, such a unicorn in the modern day game of football because you don't see many. I mean, we saw the greatest show on turf, you know. And this, this, that Ravens, that 2000 Ravens team was basically like the complete opposite of that Rams team. And they still ended up having the same type of results.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, none of that would translate now. Do I think that the 2000 team could adapt to what the rules are now? I mean, sure, right? Like eventually, you would have had to adapt. And and guys like Ray Lewis were here, you know, post two thousand and eight, so they had to. Adapt. He had to adapt anyway, you know what I mean? Because the rules change one uh, after two thousand and eight when Tom Brady went down with that knee injury. But ultimately, you know, um, the way that they played is such a crime in today's NFL. Yeah that you just – they would have probably lost way more games just based off of penalties alone. Mm -hmm. It just would have probably been so bad. But I just remember, you know, just how great they were and how they faced so much adversity because obviously everybody knows, you know, the offseason before with Ray Lewis and everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And then going the five games without a touchdown – um was crazy I mean it's crazy because one of the things that stands out to me is like that week two game against Jacksonville in which they came back and won that game and again it was the score was like 32 35 or something 36 yeah it it was something wild um and obviously nobody else scored on them like that for the rest of the season but you know that was Tony Banks Doing mm-hmm. and then eventually they got into this court. There's this drought of scoring, and then they changed it to you know Trent Dilfer, and he didn't come in and immediately start scoring either. But eventually they got on the track, and it kind of went from there. But I think that that team had four shutouts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Which you know I think that was tied for the most ever. I don't know if anybody has ever. Um, ridiculous. I don't know if anyone else has done that since then. But, you know, that's that's a crazy stat. Um, I just remember, you know, them not having, you know, the most impactful players. I love Brandon Stokely. I love Brandon Stokely. And we know that Brandon Stokely goes to Indianapolis, and he really has a career with Peyton mm-hmm. Manning. But Brandon Stokely, you know, here, got his first Super Bowl. And, yeah, Kadri Ishmael. Like, those guys weren't household names. Brandon Stokely might be a household name if you're a Colts fan for sure. Right. but outside of that you're like oh he played for the Ravens you know what I mean but nobody was really impactful players yes you had Shannon Sharp he was the impactful mm-hmm. player he had Jamal Lewis but the wide receiving core wasn't that great the quarterback position wasn't that great Trent Dilfer was literally just asked not to mess it up and and if they if he didn't mess it up they'd win and he told mm-hmm. tell them that every week and, and my favorite story that they told that they said was um Every week, they would say like they would go to Trent and be like, or Trent would go to Marvin Lewis and be like, "How many points do y'all need this week?" Mm-hmm. And he would say, you know, depending on the opponent, how many points they needed, and and, th- and that would be it. And I remember in the um, AFC Championship game, it was a real low number that they said that they needed, like ten points or something like that. I can't remember what what the number was that it was something really low some 13 points I don't, it was something to the point where it was like pretty disrespectful to the yeah. Oakland Raiders for you to say you only need 10 or 13 points and obviously we saw how that played out yeah. and you know the rest is history but uh there's just so much when you look at this team uh, from a defensive perspective just how impactful you know, that they were. And obviously, you know, Marvin Lewis, he eventually left, went to Washington for a little bit, and then he goes to Cincinnati and becomes a head coach for, you know, all these years prior to um, Zach Taylor getting there. But it's really been – it was such a ride. I just remember, like, not really feeling like the Ravens had a chance Mm because offensively they ain't have nothing. You know what I mean? Of course the defense was playing lights out, but it's like – Hey man, I'm just happy that my team is in the playoffs. And we just got here. We ain't we ain't even been in the league that long. It was fun. And then like there every week you saw the reality. You saw how close, like, wow, they really might make it. And the, the electricity of the city just everybody was outside. They was honking their horns. It was it was like it was crazy. It was a moment I don't think I'll ever forget in, in, in this town. And you know, obviously we know, you know, how how they responded when they came back home and the parade they had City Hall and all that stuff. It was it was a great moment. So I'm really excited to see this thirty for thirty. Um Because I want to see how they have it, how they tell the story. It's always fun to see how guys tell their stories in magical seasons. And this was definitely a magical ride for them.
2: No doubt about it. And this is a team that had. A lot of different personalities on. Oh, it. You know plenty. what I'm saying? I mean, there's a ton of big personalities on this team. Some of some of those guys I would imagine are going to be a part of this 30 for 30. It's a shame Goose won't be able to be a part of it because he's another one with a big personality himself. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 curious to see some of the stories that are told that we don't know about uh from some of these guys and even them reenacting some of the stories that we do uh know about. But yeah, I mean. That that was, uh, uh, you know, a great time, I would imagine, to be a Ravens fan. I mean, um, during 2000, I think it was decent a decent time for me, but not as good as it was <laughs> for the Ravens, obviously. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I am curious to see what they put into this documentary, what all is a part of it. And um, t- hopefully some of these guys now on this team, because I, I remember talking to Marlon Humphrey about it, This past offseason and he had mentioned, you know, how he was inspired a little bit from that 2000 defense to get back to forcing the turnovers and things like that. So um, I'm curious to see how this impacts this Ravens group that that they currently have.
1: Absolutely. So it's called Bullies of Baltimore. It premieres this weekend on ESPN. Make sure you check it out. I'm sure they'll be playing it over and over because, you know, once football is over, I mean, It's some seat filling stuff going on on these major networks. So uh, I'm sure it will be played again if you can't see it this Sunday, but absolutely check it out. It should be a great ride if you were there and you remember it. It should bring back a lot of great memories and it should be fun seeing some of your favorite guys talk about those moments in that year. So we want to thank you all for listening. Um, we hope that you have a great weekend. Enjoy the Pro Bowl if you're watching it. If you're not watching it, enjoy the Bullies of Baltimore. Yeah, <laughs> You got your options this weekend in terms of what it is that you want to watch. So thank you all for listening. From Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive.